listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Hello and welcome back to Grave Discussions. I am your host, Barnabas. And I am your co-host, Samael. And we're back for episode number 12, where we are going to be talking about a recent favorite subgenre of ours. Yeah. And I feel like a very underappreciated subgenre, Giallo. I didn't even know what these were, I'm not going to lie. Uh, initially, when I heard about them... Uh, Barnabas mentioned it. This one isn't a giallo, but we were watching it, I remember. We were watching Stage Fright. And then yeah. Barnabas got into telling me about, like, other Italian horror movies and stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, I found out about this whole genre mm-hmm. that I did not know about, even though, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm more of, like, a stereotypical, like, horror movie fan. Like, I'm I'm not, I'm, like, the 80s fanboy, you yeah. know? So, like, and 90s. Yeah. So, like, I guess I wouldn't know about this. A lot of the giallos, you know, they... A lot of the really good ones took place in like the 70s and stuff so yeah even before so we're gonna talk about it but you know really one of the major points about giallo films um is that they are kind of considered to have inspired the whole slasher subgenre in general so that's something that we'll get into in more depth but you know that's why i kind of told you about them because i knew you'd like them because you like slasher movies oh, yeah. And uh, so we're going to talk about how they kind of helped inspire oh, yeah. slashers and, and to, 80s films. We get to talk about the first Giallo I watched, too. Yeah. the I'm, I'm going to talk about it. And yeah. We, we watched it. You remember. Yeah. No, it was really good. It's an excellent subgenre. We're going to get more into that in our main segment. But we're going to start off, as always, with some horror news for you guys. So there's been a lot of stuff circulating uh, in the horror film community most recently uh since our last episode even there's well first of all you know can is still running there's a lot of stuff coming out from can including something that we're going to be talking about in our news um a lot of really excellent looking films some very dark movies uh which i always am a fan of and um you know some very sad news too we're not gonna get like in depth on this but margot kidder recently passed away oh shit i didn't know that yeah um she was uh one of the stars of uh black Black christmas Christmas. and then something another romeo and juliet movie but another big like horror film too i think other than black christmas i'm not exactly sure was it margot kidder in the remake too i think it was she like a cameo or something maybe she was the the old lady yeah i think you're probably right but she's also best known for um, playing Lois Lane in Superman, so, you know, R.I.P. Damn, I didn't even know that, man. Yeah. You just dropped a fucking bomb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's been around the news for a while now. I didn't know that. Shit. But, uh, yeah, I think she passed away, like, last week sometime, so very sad. Um, you know, thoughts go out to uh, her family and, and all of her fans, including us. But we're going to try to start off on a happier note with the actual news here. And if any of you guys are fans of a little show called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you're going to like this bit of news. And I know that we're both, like, huge fans of that show. 
So this is really exciting. Oh, yeah. Rob McElhenney, who you may know as Mac. <laughs> the great from- guy. He's my, <laughs> I don't know. It's between him and Charlie. Yeah, I love them. I, I, I can't. Dennis is so good of a character, though, too. Such a good character. So, But, you know, we're not going to talk about It's Always Sunny, even though I could forever. But Rob McElhenney, comedic genius. He's coming back with a new uh, dark comedy animated series that was sold to Rooster Teeth, who you may know off of uh, YouTube. They post a lot of like nerd content, gaming content. They have a lot of animated series and things like that. Um, but this project is called Spike Face. And why don't you read off the uh, synopsis, Sam? This, this one sounds good. All right, so the series follows one of the world's greatest horror icons, hint, hint, Spike Face, so yeah. that's probably going to be Pinhead, right? who slaughters a couple at a roadside motel before they, they, he discovers that they have a baby girl. And he decides to raise the orphan as his own. That pisses off his roommates, who are also iconic horror villains. This yeah. seems like that, uh... Have you ever watched Horror Friends on YouTube? No, I don't think so. It's pretty funny. Like, <laughs> so it's basically... But it's, like, Freddy and, and yep. Jason and them, like, yep. they dress up and... Okay. I think this is, like, in a universe where... That's interesting. We don't know the backstory. Mm-hmm. But we're probably gonna get one. Yeah. But all of these like iconic killers are just chilling together. Yeah. You know, in one one apartment, whatever wherever they're at. It says they're roommates. I assume right, they're in yeah, apartment probably. complex. Serial killers usually live at apartment yeah. complexes that, or very big rich houses. That sounds yeah. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Cause I mean, we kind of saw this in the more serious manner with like behind the mask. Like there was this universe where you know horror villains actually existed, and they like knew each other and stuff like that. This kind of sounds like the same thing, but as more of a comedy. And it's animated, which is kind of cool. It gives them a lot more, like, creative freedom. Especially to, you know, probably do something really cool with the uh, with the horror icons, as they call them. But, yeah, it sounds, it sounds cool to me because it's exploring, like, a horror antagonist that, you know, has feelings. You know what's pretty cool that I thought about just now? Like, mm-hmm. so, since these are the iconic horror villains in their universe, they're either going to stick with the, you know, traditional cliches... Or we get to see what their cliches are. Yeah, that that would be cool. I, I imagine they're going to be very similar to like, you know, the '80s stuff that we think of when we think of horror icons. But it's kind of cool that he's like, you know, stuck into there's, raising his baby or whatever. Like, I don't there's know, I probably definitely going to be a guy with a hockey mask. Yeah, there's probably going to be That'd another be guy with no mask, and he's just like. Yeah. A lunatic, you know, asylum guy. That's mm. probably going to be Myers. I mean, it, it is from one of the minds behind It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So either way, it's going to be hilarious. Oh, yeah. And I think it's just going to be completely, like, off the walls. Um, but speaking of a movie that seems to be off the walls, maybe it fucking broke through the wall. I don't know. <laughs> but a recent uh, screening at Cannes, the movie is called The House That Jack Built. Um, by Lars von, von Trier, who just does... He, he's a fucked up person. I don't know what else to say. He's just a <laughs> fucked up human being, you know? Uh, he did... Uh, he directed Antichrist, who, if any of you have seen that movie, you know that that movie is... Uh, man, it's pretty It's pretty hard stuff to swallow, it's in for my, sure. It's in my queue. Yeah, it's good. Is that the one where you, you told me where, like, the lady tries to rip a baby out another lady? No, that's uh, inside, but that one's really good too. Jesus, man. Yeah, What's anti- up with all these fucking Antichrist up is the one with like the genital mutilation shit, and oh, there's man. all kinds of like crazy shit in that movie. It's 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 wild, but the house that Jack built apparently, you know, its screening led to a mass walkout with people uh, calling the movie vomitive, torturous, and vile, and all kinds of other shit. 
um, it's disgusting, and etc. etc. A vile movie. There's all kinds of tweets. Basically, the film follows a uh, serial killer though, and there's it's in like five phases or something where he's just like killing people, and we're like exploring his psyche and shit. But um, you know, the, apparently the film features mutilation of women and children, and I also saw something about animals too. So I mean, that's that's not an easy thing to watch by any means. But I think that it does have a cool premise. Like, exploring the mind of a serial killer is always something interesting. You know, even if the movie is, like, really graphic. I'm reading these tweets that these people are saying, and it's so funny to me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't know if it's because, like... I don't know, man. Like, I've just watched so much fucked up shit that I'm kind of, like, desensitized. Like, I don't care. I mean, we've seen, like, a Serbian film and shit. You've seen Yeah, I've seen that. I'm sorry. I I read a synopsis, and people told me what happened. I I have seen that, and I've seen all kinds of other shit. And (laughs) at this point, you know, there's not much that can, like... Take his word for it. Yeah, like, like, disgust me and shit. So, honestly, this one, like, when I watch Antichrist... You're probably gonna have PTSD when you're (laughs) Probably. Like, you're gonna cut your finger and you're just gonna freeze (laughs) and just stare at the floor for, like, half an hour. Yeah, probably. Um, But, like, when I watched Antichrist, I was like, this is actually kind of tame compared to, like, all the other shit that I've seen. I'm like, oh my god. So, I mean, I think (laughs) I want to watch this because I think it sounds interesting, but it's just funny that it inspires, like, this mass walkout because of its content. Which probably isn't as bad as it could be, honestly. <laughs> Just left the house that Jack built screening. Gross, pretentious, vomitive, torturous, pathetic. Yeah. The, the funny thing is that <laughs> Lars von Trier actually <laughs> likes shit like this. I saw an article that was like, he doesn't think that people hated his movie enough. He wants it to be completely, like, fucking... He probably wants it to be banned. Yeah, because he wants people to hate people like that. Yeah. He's doing what he's supposed to do. I mean, it gets he- attention for sure. Yeah, bro. I mean, it's one of those conscious human psyche yeah. exploration movies. I, I mean, who who else could, who could unconsciously put like all this fucking mutilation of kids and animals and all this shit into their film? You know, like you'd have to be really, you'd have to be something else. You know, look at this. You have to be a real piece of shit. Why can't he just make a normal fucking movie for once? Pushing limits is one thing, but he's just a complete sadist expressing his narcissism and contempt for the world through his art. That's not yeah. his narcissism and contempt. It's what he's I mean, yeah, seeing. He's like, displaying a character, though. Because, I mean, the media, like, come on, bro. Like, they yeah. kind of show everything inhumane. Like, and this, they're trying to desensitize us. And Yeah, and there are people like this out there. That's, that's you know, that's the real this thing. This movie's trying to sensitize you again. You see? Yeah. He's trying to make you sensitive and, to this stuff. And the story, and the story, apparently, I read takes place in 1970s America. I mean, there's oh, yeah, been it was serial crazy. killers. I mean, it's been crazy. Bro. Yeah, it was crazy. So it's, it's nothing new. Like, if you're not, I mean, first of all, I don't think you should go to can not prepared to see some type of shit like that. Because, I mean, it. At the end of the day, it's an independent, mostly like art house style f- film festival where those kind of films are the ones that really get like attention. So you should probably be prepared to see some fucked up shit. <laughs> You know, that's just what I think. So, um, honestly, I, I think the the early reviews and the walkout and all that shit actually makes me want to watch it more. But there is a trailer out there. I haven't seen it, but there is a trailer if you think you have the stomach to, to watch it. So, go ahead and do that if you want. Um, but we're going to move on from that to our last bit of news here. And this is something that I, I was really excited about. We've been talking about Guillermo del Toro for a while now. And he's one of my favorite directors of all time. And... He is, uh, produ- uh, he will, he is writing and directing certain episodes um, of a brand new um, horror anthology series. I think he's the producer too. 
called um let's see uh 10 after midnight and that's, this is going to be that's catchy yeah anything with midnight or dark i agree or creep yeah hint hint yeah. i'm giving you all the great <laughs> anthology shows yes <laughs> um we got to talk do we make an episode about that already no but i'm sure we will talk anthology about anthology I, i'm sure we will because they're they're great yo episode 20 <laughs> yeah that'd be cool um, but he's coming back with this show, Ten After Midnight, in partnership with Netflix. And you know Netflix has just been killing it, so I'm excited. For, I'm really excited for this. It's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, he's coming off of winning uh, Best Picture Oscar for The Shape of Water. So I'm sure about? he's just riding high. It's uh, it's basically like um, kind of like a fairy tale romance. It's, it's got like a weird premise. But it's basically, it takes place in like uh, Cold War America where this mute... Um, servant girl for like the government stumbles upon this uh, like experiment basically they're keeping this like fish man hostage and she develops this relationship with him and tries to help it escape and stuff nice. so it's actually a really good movie it's you know you've seen Pan's Labyrinth and stuff it's kind of got the same kind of like fairy tale elements to it um, which is good but now you know he's coming back into horror which uh, he's done with Hellboy um, to an extent and I think he's worked on a few other things too but i mean all his movies kind of feature horror elements you know devil's backbone had it i'm pretty excited because like this guy usually drops hot fire so now that like you said now that there's going to be a whole netflix series and yeah. available like to everyone like that it's not like it's going to be on cinemax or something mm -hmm. or some obscure so it's going to be like on netflix and yeah. we can watch all whole, of it. <laughs> like binge watch it until we throw up oh yeah i'm excited we're definitely going to review that because yeah i'm sure that we're just going to like I'll come over on a weekend <laughs> day and we'll just fucking binge watch the whole thing because they're probably gonna be like hour long episodes or whatever. I'm down, I'm down, I'm down. Yeah, and we <laughs> I talk just about that. watching all the Stranger Things. I told you last time, like it was. Oh yeah, so good. Wow, yeah. like so <laughs> retro too. Like that's what I liked about it the most. Yeah, like the characters, like no, not great. modern. I, I love Stranger Things, and you know, so this one looks really cool. Um, there's no mention of a release date or anything like that, but Netflix usually will release stuff around kind of the the, the big times of the year so in the fall maybe even toward the end of the summer or you know it might not even be until next year i don't know but um i hope not because i don't want to wait for it that long but we'll see so um that's a really exciting one and that pretty much wraps up the horror news there's been more stuff that's been happening um but we're gonna touch on more uh next week uh right now though we're gonna give you guys the terrifying trailer of the week <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this week's terrifying trailer is going to be about, about a um, foreign film. And I was just trying to see where this is coming from. I think this is coming from Korea, but uh, it's about a film called The Mimic. Just a normal film in Korea. Yeah, right. Here it's a foreign <laughs> film, so for us it's like, oh, let's see what these crazy motherfuckers... Like, because foreign Basically, stuff is the yeah. best. Like we always say, foreign stuff has the most twisted shit all the yeah, time. Yeah, I agree no one can top like italians or like french people in like the art of disturbing movies germans probably have the most fucked up ones yeah <laughs> probably i mean there's been some fucked up american movies too david cronenberg is a great example he does a lot of like body horror shit but foreign movies are just there's something else for sure so um so good though because like yeah they don't care like there's no there's no limit to what they can do pretty much like, yeah you know it's like you know what a friend was telling me before when we were discussing uh like the foreign horror he's like they could just do what they want yeah basically like they don't care yeah those markets are like 
I mean, not necessarily less restricted in terms of content, um, but not quite as much as the American movie industry, especially with the presence of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. You know, you have to tone stuff down sometimes. You really do, because there's going to be 40-year-old adults bringing in their 9-year-old kids to watch it, because just like my dad did with me, you know, he knows I love horror, and, like, he was cool with it. You know, like my dad, he he was never like, yo, you can't watch fake people be fake killed because then you're gonna wear a hockey mask and kill everyone like no i wasn't realistic we're not all sociopaths yeah not all of us maybe maybe (laughs) me but you know Uh, maybe but uh i'm not gonna butcher that's a that'd be a spoiler alert (laughs) so um let's go ahead and watch you're dirty bro (laughs) that would be you didn't even press play I'm getting into it, okay? I want to. I seen synopsis. you try to press it and no, it didn't no, no, work, no. so you kept on. Not yet. I I got this. I got you. <laughs> All right, whatever. So <laughs> this is a new movie by the director Hu Jung. I don't. I'm probably not saying his name right, but that's how it looks. And the synopsis says a classic Korean ghost story gets a horrifying new spin in the mimic, as the mother of a missing child takes in a lost girl she finds in the woods, and soon begins to wonder if she is even human. It mm. seems like that. Uh, like. Seems like it was inspired, like maybe by Mama. Well, this is apparently based off of a Korean, like, classic story, so it's probably older than Mama, even. Oh yeah, of course, but like, I'm but saying, it does have it the like, same kind of yeah, like the general story. Yeah, a little bit. So let's go ahead and watch it. As always, you can go ahead and watch the video if you want to listen through the podcast, or watch it whenever. Um, but here we go, and we're gonna watch the trailer for the mimic. One thing confused me from the director of Hide and Seek. Oh, probably a Korean version, a Korean film called Hide and Seek. That's why I was in those brackets or whatever. I mean, I think that's just, you have to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought you had to, like, italicize films. No, you have to put them in quotations if you're using them in, like, an editorial sense or (laughs) whatever. Well, I'm using MLA. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, though, but I mean, um, I I think it's a Korean movie called Hide and Seek that he did. I don't know, but anyway. Let's remember that, because I want to see what that's about. I I would like to as well. Because the Robert De Niro movie was good, but I want to see what... Oh no, yeah, I don't. I don't even know if this is anything to do. I don't know if that's like a remake. Because like, I mean, you watch, you watch The Grudge, right? And then you're like, this one's you know not so bad. And then you watch Juwan, and you're like genuinely disturbed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I know this. Honestly, this already creeps me out way more than like any horror trailer I've seen it's in a minute. It's making me kind of sad because you know they're gonna make yeah. the American version of it. I know. Yeah, that's Does, true. Don't sure. you hate that? Yeah, but you know what? For the time being, I just want to focus on this one because this one looks really good so far. It looks disturbing, bro. Yeah, it does. They, I don't know. I don't know why, but like a- Asian people, and uh, I'm not trying to be any type of way, but well, you, you've got to be. Yeah, you've got to be really depressed. <laughs> like I'm serious, and you know I'm not saying that. Like uh, you know, thank you for putting out these good movies, but like I'm kind of worried about you. They just make all the, like... They, they know how to translate that, like, sadness and tragedy and shit into film way better than, like, 
any other film markets out in the world. At least that's my opinion. Because if you see a movie like uh, Tale of Two Sisters and shit, oh my god, that movie is crazy. It's it's honestly really disturbing, and this is like the same thing. So I'm ex I'm really excited. This looks good. Let's continue on. What the fuck? Yo. <laughs> that looks good. That looks really yeah, good. It does. It just has that, like, really, truly, like, depressing uh, Jeez, atmosphere. <laughs> like, I'm serious, does it not? Am I wrong? Yeah, it really does. Yeah. There's no, like... There's no holding back. I don't know, all. just the way they do the shots. Yeah. They don't do them from, like, this angle down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, like, looking at people from, like, here. Like, that's... Yeah. I don't know. That does something, bro. Or that, even, like, that high angle. Change. Like, yeah. The, that high angle, bro. Yeah. That high 45-degree angle looking at your forehead. Yeah. That's... It's really While, while you're looking down trying to, like, read or do something. Like, or at the opposite end, those, like, really close-up shots. Like, oh, that creepy girl. I love those type of shots. So, yeah. This looks really good so far. Let's uh, finish it up. That. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Alright, she she gets trapped in that cave. I'm out. I'm so, out. So basically, fuck uh, that. basically, you gotta get rid of the kid. You gotta give it to someone else. Have it be their problem, alright? Yeah. You don't kill the kid because that's wrong. Because we know that's what's probably gonna happen in this movie, or the kid's gonna get away with it. There's gonna be a sequel that explains her backstory, and then yeah. the series is gonna die. So... I hope we, not. We, we just gotta assume the worst at this point, okay? Like, everything's been... Yeah, that's Why, why that's have true. high hopes? I know, that's true. Uh, but that movie itself, man... That looks really good. I can't wait. When's I, it coming out? Um, I don't know. I didn't see a date. I think it might be soon, like this summer sometime, but I'm not <laughs> sure. Oh, no! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just pulled up something uh, by accident that I'm also not very happy about. <laughs> we'll talk about that one, too. Actually, we can jump into it right now. Uh, we just kind of looked at the... Um, the new the IMDb page for the remake of Suspiria, which I'm not going to talk about that I'm, probable pile of garbage. I don't know. I'm kind of excited. I don't know. It's not going to have like the same weird. No, definitely really not. Just not at all. <laughs> that unsettling score. It's not going to have the same score. It's not going to have the same lighting, the same cinematography. None of that because that's a if, it, if it's that's gonna, a lost it's art. It's going to be like some ghost house pictures type. Yeah, movie, like, it will. I like, can already tell. Like the eye, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, just because it's it's got Dakota Johnson in it from fucking Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, you know, I'm no, I'm over that. I'm over that. What's me breathing into the mic? Yeah. That was my me trying to relieve anxiety. It does give me anxiety too, like for real. This is real, by the but, way. But yeah, I know because I feel the same way. Oh. But. We are going to talk about the actual original Suspiria for this week's Cult Corner. Alright, so Suspiria, okay? Why is it a cult classic? You just saw it, so I, you could probably illuminate I just saw us. It. I've been 
I've been meaning to get to it for like literally years because everyone was saying like such a good movie, such a good movie, a very unsettling movie. And I was like, it's 2018. You know, I've seen yeah. some pretty, pretty unsettling stuff by now in my life. Movies and yeah. in real life. You, so would, you like, would think. Yeah, I would think. <laughs> until I heard the score of this fucking movie. Yeah. Bro, as soon as this movie starts that... La, 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 la. I'm like, bro, what the fuck is yeah. going on? It, it's really good. I knew some shit was suspect as fuck. Yeah. Like, I was like, yo. It is honestly... At first I thought it was going to be paranormal, right? And even though it was, like... Yeah. It, first I was like, all right, it's going to be paranormal. Mm-hmm. And then I seen a girl getting stabbed by a person. <laughs> and then I see, like, I hear about, like, these people talk... Like, you, they, they kind of slowly hint it. Like, you hear people talking about witches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly unfolds. Yeah. Like, really, really slowly. Mm-hmm. Like, the part with the... The main, the head, the head lady sleeping behind that thing. Remember yeah, that shit? Yeah. That that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was so good. And you know, I think that uh, we had an invisible witch thing. With yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that, you know, we're gonna talk about Suspiria, but I think that it makes more sense to kind of talk about the um, main segment, which is Giallo films, um, concurrently, kind of, because you know Giallo. Well, okay, and here's the thing, though. Giallo is one subgenre of horror, and uh, a lot of people actually claim that Suspiria doesn't really fall into that camp, and I kind of get it, um, but I'm going to give it an honorary Giallo, you know, kind of label, because I I honestly think it does have a lot of the same characteristics, but, you know, a lot of people are not very familiar with Giallo films, so it doesn't really make much sense to talk about Suspiria, if we don't talk about that, because they share a lot of the same characteristics, so yeah, there's a giallo meaning yellow, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so and uh, what does that exactly mean? So, um, well, it kind of means something different in terms of the films, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, giallo in Italian means yellow, and it actually derives from a series of paperback novels uh, that f- formed in Italy around like the 1930s I think it was or something like that they came out as these books with yellow covers that were basically just Italian translations of English language um, like detective mysteries, murder mysteries of that time like oh, the 20s. So this was like a French narrative yeah. Not French or it's Italian, Italian. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded racist as fuck <laughs> no I know, what you, I know what you meant though but yeah basically so yeah it, it, it's Italian ripoff um, they adapted story or they translated stories the from like, you remember that yeah we we I saw that on uh, on Shutter and I was like <clears throat> I was like Jack the Ripper and then I seen the date I was like what the fuck and then I read the word Giallo in the description yeah. I was like wait Jack the Ripper I was like why are Italians yeah. is this like a fake Jack the Ripper or was yeah no they they actually were inspired by those novels a lot as far as the films go and the films actually kind of went further and made them really graphic and featuring nudity and all this kind of stuff that basically constitutes a giallo film um there was basically yeah they just went way ahead with it because those books those novels and stuff yeah they may have featured murder or whatever but they weren't actually graphic i mean it was like the 1920s but by the 1960s when giallo really came to be oh it was already way past that you know people were more fucked up and willing to explore like fucked up things yeah they really were i just noticed like I don't know, these movies were, like, they had their own formula. Like, it wasn't your stereotypical, like, yeah. slasher. Like, they had, like, 
Italians had their own take on it. It was like a, it was like you know how they call it a whodunit, right? And it was usually concerned like centering important people. Have you noticed yeah, that? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, a writer, a filmmaker, yeah, a they, film they were, student. Yeah, they were very bougie. You uh, know, <laughs> a book writer. Yeah, they really were. Yeah, <laughs> you're dirty, bro. Because <laughs> that's how it was in like Italy. You know, like they. Especially yeah. with all the magazines and you know all that shit, yeah, like they fancy, really, yeah. yeah, they really um, like emphasize like high culture, like high fashion and oh, yeah. shit like that, you know. So that makes sense totally. I mean, even like uh, I just watched uh, Torso, and that shit took place in like fucking Rome, like the middle of oh, Rome at this be- like Catholic I, church, or, you know. Whatever. I watched some of it, but I couldn't finish it because I was like too tired, and yeah. like, I didn't want to watch it that late. But at it was you know, it was like, good. I was, like uh, the part in Torso when they were just sitting in their car and there was a guy watching yeah. them in his mask, and then like the dude goes away and she's standing out there, calling yeah. his name, yeah. and then <laughs> guess who shows up? Right, her yeah. boyfriend, like. <laughs> I, I like the mask too. I wish they had like kept more of it in toward uh, the later part of the film, but you know, whatever. Um, I guess if that's the direction they wanted to take it in, but so yeah, but, you know, it's stuff like that, like narratives like that, themes like that, that inspired the Giallo films it was to like, even come to be. Really. It was basically murder mysteries. That's how, yeah. at least that's how people saw it. I didn't, I didn't really look at it like that. It was a I, murder I mystery agree. with like a slasher tone to it because yeah. of like the atmosphere and the scores right. and all that stuff like, yeah so i mean but yeah that was like it had that creepy feel to it you know it right. wasn't just like a crime film you know because mm-hmm. like, it's they want it to be deeper than that like yeah a lot of them well a lot of them had many elements yeah one of the defining elements was definitely though um the fact that it was kind of more of like a crime like a true crime like murder mystery whodunit kind of movie except yeah that it had way more like violence and gore so that was kind of one of the other elements um, and even more are that, like, you know, they would have this very iconic cinematography where they would always, like, zoom in on the killer's hand, and it would always be this, like, black, yeah, first black gloved dude, you know? Yeah, and it was always, like, first person. It was either yeah. a black gloved dude or, like, you'd see, like, a certain thing that they would wear, like, their shoes or, like... Right, or, like, it, their little fedora hat or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, in, in Blade in the Dark, where sometimes you saw, like, a certain dress, and then yeah. you saw, and you, you heard a an old woman's mm. voice yeah and like the, d- very distinguishable elements of like the killer that shit's crazy you know? it's like you mm-hmm. kind of don't believe it but like they said at the end of Tenebrae when all the other you know other things have been eliminated yeah. what's <laughs> left must be truth no matter how absurd it that's is that's true yeah no matter how crazy that's it why is. I love these movies because you always approach them more like analytically because you're trying to figure out who the fuck it is you know like I just watched uh, I just watched one this morning actually one of the more iconic ones called uh, What Have You Done to Solange and that I one saw was that. great I, was that on your favorites? yeah yeah I saw that <laughs> no but it was actually it was actually really good like I thought it didn't have quite as many slasher elements but if the giallo doesn't really approach it like that the other way the other like kind of element or themes that they have are that they explore more like trippy shit like you know like oh the protagonist will be like in this cloudy haze and she won't remember like a crucial element of you know the killing she witnessed or something like that you know or they're like on drugs or some shit i was gonna mention in american films adapted that style a lot have yeah. you seen happy birthday to me no but that I've was an it. american giallo yeah that that's yeah. why i want you to watch we, we could watch it, and, and, and there are some newer giallos um but they've really kind of been falling off lately and we're going to discuss that in a little more detail but those are basically kind of the defining elements of the giallo it's this really like graphic um murder mystery kind of thriller movie that uh, you know usually has 
a very like typical character uh, antagonist like killer it's just like black gloves and you know this long overcoat and shit like that yeah, and they, they always whisper. use some like crazy weapon yeah, yeah they whisper remember they like change their voice <laughs> remember it was a tenebrae spies spies remember that yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're honestly they're really like creepy though because they're very like close to reality i feel like sometimes but yeah like, you think you're just dealing with like a normal person like you think it's yeah. like a crime thing but then like you always hear the person say something and mm-hmm. or do something and they always like they're really like fucked up yeah, in the yeah. in the head, bro. Like they're always just like whispering. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're, they're making they're some like noises. Psychotics. It's just like Black Christmas, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, su- I'm sure a lot of Giallos were inspired by that too. I mean, it was only like when did when did that cause when did that come out? Giallos pretty much started in 1963. I think Black Christmas was after that. Black Christmas. It was in like early 70s. I think. Yeah. Like seventy, so you know, 70, I mean, seventy-one or some shit like that. Giallo know. films really came into like the spotlight in the seventies, but they did start in the sixties, um, in 1963 with this one called "The Girl wh- Who Knew Too Much." That's definitely then where Black Christmas yeah. got like the the whispering crazy killer. Yeah, honestly, and, that, and then that's where uh, when a stranger calls, mm-hmm. that's that got the the killers inside the house. That's where they got yeah. it from. So so like. Giallo inspired Black Christmas. Black Christmas inspired the modern yeah slasher. When a when a stranger calls, yeah. like that type of movie. slasher like, genre in general. But yeah. Yeah, we'll discuss more of that. I just want to wrap wrap it up with Suspiria here. You've probably heard about Suspiria um, because it does have that cult status because it's so iconic as one of the better movies by Dario Argento, who did a lot of Giallo films. But Suspiria is more of like a supernatural horror. But I wanted to bring it up here in this discussion because it does feature a lot of um, very classic giallo elements including like the score incredible for man Suspiria. the score was like really like i said very yeah. unsettling like mm-hmm. when when they're like and it would just stop abruptly like when yeah. they when like the main actress would like go into another room and like close the door yeah, the score that. would stop <laughs> I it would that. be weird because like it, it, it seemed like it, it was freaks con- you out because you're not used to that yeah you know? we weren't because like it's like oh really the score is gonna stop but yeah. then it really does for a long time and then it starts up again because yeah. it switches to it, it reminds me of Rosemary's Baby remember that yeah I do because <laughs> usually it's, it completely stops after like this dramatic scene and goes into this like totally normal quiet scene which I think is really effective because it catches you off guard for sure but um, that you know the cinematography just the way it was shot and the lighting and everything was very like classic because in a lot of Giallo the lighting and everything is very dramatic you know? It was like super suspenseful too. Yeah, it that's was. what I really like about Giallo's. They're mm-hmm. not just like kill, 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 kill. Yeah, because they make kill. you think throughout the whole movie, like what's going and on. You know, and you're trying funny? to link people to stuff. All you know? of these Giallo films, like the murder ones, like a blade in the dark. We didn't find out who it probably was. You remember when I said it? Mm-hmm. Like till like the last ten minutes of yeah. the movie, and I then I you're like, and then them. you're like, no fucking way. Yeah, and then it really is. It, it like, really shit. Like you, some in some we're missing that. We're missing that now. I know. In some films, you kind of had a good idea of who it was like halfway through, but some of those other ones, like Lay in the Dark, exactly, Tenebrae. Tenebrae, oh was my god, crazy. that was Two fucking twists. nuts. It's, yeah. like, it's like, wait a minute. Two twists, ap- one after the other. That was, oh my god. I wasn't expecting that. Was like when she, basically the kitchen scene, when you see her reach for yeah. her purse, she's not going to have an arm anymore. Oh. I'll spoil that one. Oh and, my god. and the special effects in that scene, oh my god, they were. That was so good, bro. I, I can't even I'm doing like the Italian like yes that's the great you know fucking little sign with my hand here but it was really good but Suspiria oh my I, I'm just gonna leave it with this incredible film so many classic giallo elements mixed with like this supernatural horror 
it's it's just great i can't recommend it enough so definitely if you're looking for a cult movie to go see and you haven't seen it i'd say go see it since it ties into it they're remaking it yeah <laughs> yeah so how do you feel we did we did kind of mention that i don't know it feels very like how do you how does now that you like thought about suspiria fully you just talked about it yeah now how do you feel about the, them remaking it i still feel terrible about it I'm not gonna lie, because I feel like this is not a movie that needs to be remade. It, there's are no nihilist, possible bro? way. <laughs> I think I am. I think you are. There's no That's possible way. All, I know. There's no possible way that they can capture like any of the essence of the original film and sometimes that's not a bad thing obviously with a remake unless they like years the- after it's like a new movie so okay you kind of have to approach it through that lens but I, I no it just doesn't work they for me. They need to like realize that they need some like help making yeah you know, a giallo so like I think they need to get like the di- like the director if he's still, he's still alive make yeah. him a producer yeah I don't know I don't, make he, Dario Argento produce the movie I believe right? that he may be working with them on it but if he you is know, it's gonna be you I just don't, don't even should. have the same technology even to kind of recreate it on it because that's all sh- shit that was like done in Technicolor and you had Goblin the band who did the score I don't know if they're still doing shit and probably won't do it that good anymore and then there's all the nostalgia like exactly. the way that people looked yeah. back then the it's special gonna, effects now they're gonna just, make it look stupid now, now it's gonna be just modern looking girls with iPhones like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean Dakota Johnson who is the star and it was supposed to play Susie Banyan uh, she's just got this like red wig on or something it looks terrible like I don't know you can't get the girl from a Fifty Shades or Fifty Shades of Grey and like put her in this movie. That you're just you're just pro, you're just trying to profit you at this point. That's a, that's it. Yeah, big time. I mean, if they, they so, I wouldn't even care. If, you know who they should have had, and you you might not agree with this, but I I think her facial expressions call for it. Uh, Kristen Stewart, bro, she could have did it. Oh, think yeah, about right. think about that, bro. Yeah, she just doesn't have. Bro, that would be so fucking good. I, I was just trying to think of something, but it sounded mean. But I'm going to say it anyway. After I see she doesn't, Mary the she doesn't have. I know, but look, Kristen Stewart. I love her honestly. She's dope. She <clears> really like redeemed herself after. Yeah, she redeemed herself after Twilight with really good movies. So I'm a big fan of hers now. But she just doesn't have that like pretty thing going on you know oh, I don't not, I mean, i'm not saying that she's she, not attractive I mean, she, she's all right bro i don't know what you're talking no she about. looks good i'm just saying for for hollywood well yeah she yeah. doesn't have that factor that's why you know like, she's just a normal chick yeah i mean she, it, that'll capture like the real vibe of it you're just right, like this exactly. is some girl that looks like someone that you know like i could accept that i'm just saying that i don't think that just, it would ever I happen know, after i saw her in the messengers bro when i was a yeah. kid she was really good and but then I saw her in Twilight after that. I was like, no. Nah. And you should check out Personal <laughs> Shopper if you if you oh, haven't. Because, yeah, she's in that. She does a really great job. And it's a really good movie. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is really one of the first uh, Jalos that they actually just, like, straight up remade. So I'm not really that excited for it. I kind of wish they'd leave it alone, but whatever. you know. Or uh, if they got the girl from 13 Reasons Why, she could pull that off. I don't think I've seen her, but... I mean, I don't know. It, whatever. Like so, they made their decision. They have to live with it. Someone needs to make like a really long fan film. The real oh, remake yeah. <laughs> of Suspiria. Yeah, that'd be that. That would probably be better than this movie. But I don't know. I'm I'm probably gonna go watch it. Oh uh, yeah, but I'm not very excited. I mean, I'm. I hope they let you down. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. Don't you? Like, <laughs> yeah. But definitely go check out the original Suspiria. It's one of the better horror movies, in my personal opinion of the 70s and there were a lot of really great movies that came out then this was one of my favorite this yeah. is one of my favorite horror movies now i really like, i'm like definitely gonna rewatch it probably within oh, yeah. the next two weeks oh yeah for sure i have to rewatch. I just it. gotta <laughs> take it all in again 
yeah. But that was definitely probably Dario Argento's great, great. Well, I don't want to know about greatest work, but definitely his. That was, he has a lot, but that's definitely his most well-known work. But he has he's just still underrated. an assortment of movies. Oh yeah, him, in America at least. Him and Mario Bava and like uh, Sergio. Fuck, I forget his last Bava name. Bava films are my favorites. They're so fucking weird. Me too. They're they're just really brutal. You know. <laughs> they're weird though. Yeah, they are. And like uh, who else? Lucio Fulci. Yeah, oh, he's a master. He just oh my god. It's we have to watch the New York Ripper. That one yeah, apparently is really good. About that. We, yeah. we that's what we were supposed to watch last time, but yeah, we, we could probably watch it tonight. We'll I'm, see. I'm down. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, <laughs> enough of our movie planning. But yeah, mm-hmm. Jallos. I mean, we can go back into that. I feel like they, now they like because, they drew me in now. Horror yeah. feels fresh to me now because yeah. like there's now there's like a whole library of movies mm-hmm. that I there's haven't a lot watched of or heard of. There's like 250 of them or something like that. Like there's a lot. But a lot of the more well-known ones, like uh, What Have You Done to Solange and Deep Red and uh, New York Ripper and movies like that, like those are definitely the highlights. But yeah, a lot of them just had that same structure to them, you know, with the, like the black gloved killer and there's just like this murder mystery. And the killer's a weirdo. Yeah. And, you know, just all these other elements like the cinematography and the lighting and everything on them was all very similar. So you kind of knew what movie you were watching, but... It was always so different. That's what I love about it. I like that Italian vibe to the films yeah. too. Like, not giallo films, but like like demons, for example. Yeah. <laughs> like that was fucking great. No, it was great because you know they yeah, they were they were kind of the, one of the first countries to just be like you know what we're gonna fucking do whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Some fucking gangsters, bro. They're awesome. Yeah. They're like I don't give a shit if you're repulsed Ita- by this. Italians or, are the best. Or bro. disturbed, like this, this is what I'm, I'm trying to fucking make you die, like, yeah. you know? <laughs> like make you want to jump off a bridge. That's how it was. Because those are like giallos weren't usually besides Suspiria yeah. like some like insane like supernatural mm-hmm. thing. It was just like a real life situation yeah. with like really crazy people. Because l- listen, I mean, basically in Torso, there's like multiple scenes of this like really drawn out sequence of the killer just like hacking these girls' arms off, the, their limbs off with like a hacksaw, and you can just see it straight up. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, bro! <laughs> you had to have been like kicked in the head by a horse as a child yeah. to think of some shit like that, you know? But it was crazy. It was really good. So, yeah, I don't know. But, I, you know, I was really interested because um, a lot of people who know about Giallo films really kind of consider them to be the first big, like, significant inspiration for American slasher films. And as a big slasher fan who recently just kind of, like, learned about Giallo movies, like, what was your, like, first initial impression of Giallo films with having all of that, you know, a slasher movie knowledge? I was like, shit, man, I got to watch more of these. Like I said, it started off just watching Italian horror, like Demons I saw, mm-hmm. and then we saw, you showed me, uh, what's it called? You told me about it, I think, Stage Fright? Yeah. Stage Fright. Then that got me into the Italian horror, and then I found out Giallos were Italian, and I was like, mm-hmm. alright, let me find out what these are, because I see them on, you know, Shutter all the time since yeah. you showed me that, and I was like, alright, so I gave them a chance, it started with Blade in the Dark. Oh, man. After watching that, I was like, all right, I got to watch more. That's still then probably I, my favorite one. Then I watched Tenebrae, and then I was like, yeah. wow. And then like, we saw uh, Pieces. Pieces was oh my God. really fucking weird. And uh, what else? We saw something else, I think, too, right? I'm not sure. Did we? That may, that may have been it, just those four. I don't know. I feel like we've watched some more. I think you've watched... I've watched Bird with the Crystal You've watched Bird with the Crystal I watched Plumage. that in college, though, yeah. so it's been a while. Yeah, we should definitely revisit it, but it I've was seen... Uh, I remember. Yeah. 
I, I've seen I've seen like some trailers and stuff and clips, but I, yeah, I've seen Opera or not Opera. I want to see that. I've seen Inferno as well, and then today I watched like I said, What Have You Done to Solange, which was, which was also really good. And then uh, there was a sequel to I watched Torso. Was there? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I know that some of the movies are very similar, but I don't know. You got to see Happy Birthday to me though. I think that was an yeah. homage to. Oh, I would I wouldn't be surprised at all because you those, don't find out till the end who it is. Those movies became so prevalent in the seventies. They basically, yeah, they basically dominated the the film the world the global film market. You know, because they were yeah. just so fucked up. And yeah, they and all people loved them until Myers came around with the jumpsuit yeah. and then the, with the mental institute. You know, right? So thing, and then everyone took that and ran with it. Made some. Movies like Silent Madness, yeah. which wasn't so great. I mean, it was pretty good, honestly. In my own, but yeah, I know, so I know what you mean. Yeah. So okay, so that's another question. You bring up a good point. So after like the seventies, Jalo movies were still around, and we saw some good ones in the eighties. But honestly, they kind of fell out of fashion, and I think it was definitely due to the campy slashers of the U.S. to the slasher movie subgenre really becoming a thing. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you about that. Like, why? you think that really kind of happened why these 80s slashers which are definitely inspired by these giallo movies actually pushed the giallo out of favor and basically made it non-existent like they just wanted to like uh bring some other cliches to like the to perspective you know like the stupid teenagers doing bad stuff because like america was a christian nation like not a christian nation but like everyone back in the day like in the 70s and like the 60s was like so they were pushing pushing that you know, sex is bad narrative, like Friday right, the 13th yeah. and, you know, such, but, like, that's what they were trying to push. Mm-hmm. Was, I think it was just, like, each director had their own beliefs. So, like, yeah. Italians, they have, like, I don't know, they were just raised differently, so they expressed yeah. themselves differently. They don't think there's any, like, limits to the art. And, like, Americans, the American directors were just, like, a, hey, you know, it's different over here. That's true. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely. basically, like, where we live. I think that's, like, why it became more, like... Because there wasn't people walking around, you know, like, mm-hmm. like in Suspiria, like, I guess that could be true, but like, you know, like Blade in the Dark, for example, like yeah. you, you can't really see that, like, right. anywhere. Like, yeah, because like I mean, yeah. Hap- w- happening to normal people, like this. Right. It, it's they wanted to change the narrative to just, like, y- shit happening to mm. you and me, yeah, not it, like shit it, happening to, like, a, a famous guy. It's very, like, they're very similar themes, because for, like, the American slasher, one of the big themes that they do explore is you know like you said uh like yeah or i don't know how to <laughs> say it very well like adolescent sex like you know like kids yeah they were discovering discovering their sexual nature early on and, and it'll kill you <laughs> right and it's like bad for you because yeah there's a lot of these like christian ideals and and all of this like if oh, you yeah. sin you know you're gonna die basically like and it just happened to be oh, yeah. by like a masked killer but and then but in italy with the Jala movies it was like kind of the opposite honestly it was you know a lot of sexual like sexual repression <laughs> well that but also this uh you know the sexual repression and like someone just being basically crazy and like hating women for whatever reason yeah, you know it was usually some shit. yeah it was usually some like older guy too so that's honestly they're similar in the respect of sex and stuff but and that's why giallo movies were very exploitative like they had a lot of nudity in them as well it was sex exploitation mm-hmm. But, yeah, in the American side, it was the opposite. And I think they kind of wanted to do that to, honestly, as weird as it sounds, make horror more accessible to people. I think so. Yeah, because that was 
a much more like acceptable thing to think about you know mm-hmm. and try to comprehend rather than like m- basically mental illness which was giallo in a nutshell you yeah know? that was all that was mental illness but like spe- like sexual in nature yeah, yeah but like also like being discreet smart sneaky like, right yeah it's like yeah he has a mental illness but he's not dumb yeah he can do evil shit really well <laughs> he's smart at evil shit yeah. you know like yeah, he's good it, at that like, it was usually one of like the main characters in the actual movie that we got to see and see interact with other people and stuff but it was usually some like you know upper level like guy right. yeah so exactly. he was sophisticated and we can't but he was crazy and right. you know how in america you know everything everyone oh, yeah. me 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 i mean so even like, the horror culture leans more toward younger people yeah like always getting slaughtered yeah so it's that was just a teenager or couples moving into a new house am i right right yeah or like grown people who did bad stuff and now someone came to like give them their due yeah i totally agree but it was definitely mostly kids because the kids of the 80s in america were able to be like uh, as like a 16 year old boy right and be like oh hey did you guys see the thing for the trailer for that movie about a bunch of 16 year old kids who get chased down by a killer what fucking idiots you know like that's this so stupid i would never do something like that so they go watch it and they tell all their friends about it that's how it was And no one cared about cheesy acting because, like, yeah. movies hadn't even been, like, at least, like, fully colored, decent-looking yeah. films. Right. Or even around to, like, probably, like, I would say, what, 70s, 60s? Well, yeah. yeah. Like, with good cinematography. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of time to develop <laughs> all the color and, and all the technology. I mean, at the time, obviously, that was the best. But it was, like, grainy and shit, you yeah, know? Was, the sound was really bad. Like, sometimes the, it wouldn't even sync correctly. Uh, that's why it looked, like... Yeah, believable to me. Yeah, but obviously now that's like what le- what adds to the nostalgia. But uh, yeah, I just so thanks for your insight. But yeah, I think it's really interesting how slashers really just kind of overtook Giallo. Yeah, it's kind of which is why they're not really around anymore. But look what happened to the slashers. It died before the '80s ended. You know what I'm saying? Like '87 yeah. was a dark time for like slasher <laughs> movies. '89, yeah. it was like stop it. Like, but I mean, we still saw the presence of like Scream, and and then I think it had a resurgency even because you know with yeah, movies Scream like brought it back. yeah, movies like Scream, movies like and um, then found I footage. still know what you did last Blair summer. Witch. Yeah, Blair Witch brought that shit back. So honestly, I I, I think that now they're probably dead again but you know during those couple periods of time slashers were the big thing and then yeah they kind of died off but giallo really hasn't made a comeback at all i think for one because america has become even more dominant in the film industry you know worldwide um and they're just not willing to explore as much stuff as foreign films are and there's just a whole different atmosphere with foreign films anyway um you know because every country has psychological too like foreign films like that's over here, the focus is on, like, brutality and what can someone do to someone, like... Yeah. I mean, that is kind of what a lot of the Jalo films are about, but they have much deeper themes as well, whereas mm-hmm. American slashers usually don't really, so... Yeah, that's why I really like them. Um, you know, I took... A, I, I took a poll on some of our social media and asked people, and I actually got a really big response from the um, horror subreddit on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Like, that whole community, they're great. Um, and usually if you just ask a question, even if it's like a stupid question, you know, people will come in and, and answer. And, oh, yeah. uh, a lot of people actually answered my post or my question, um, which basically was, you know, what's your favorite giallo and why? And there were a lot of diverse answers, honestly. Like, that's how many good movies there are yeah, in the subgenre. It's not dominated. Yeah, I think I have the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not just, I mean, 
I would say Argento and Bava are probably like the two main filmmakers in that subgenre in giallo that you think about, but you know, they're not all that there is. They're not the end all be all. You know, there are a lot of really other excellent movies like Torso that are, you know, by different directors. But yeah, there's just a lot. I mean, I've seen mentions of that. I've seen mentions with Bird with a Crystal Plumage. Um, what else was there? What have you done to Solange? Uh, Tenebrae, like all those movies, you know, people really like a lot. So, I mean, I'm I'm kind of curious. So out of everything that you've seen so far, what's what's your favorite and why? Uh, I think it was A Blade in the Dark. Yeah. Maybe maybe because it was like my first, maybe yeah. one of the first I watched. <laughs> it popped your Jalo cherry. <laughs> Don't ever say that. Bro. <laughs> Jeez, but it's true though. Yeah, I mean that's not why though. It was such a good movie though because I yeah, it was. Yeah. I didn't expect who it really was at the yeah. last second. You, that you got your first taste of the Giallo, you know. That's another trope of Giallo, I guess, is you know leaving you thinking and not revealing the the killer, whoever it is, until like the very last act of the film, usually in like the last 10, 15 minutes, which I actually really like because it keeps me engaged with the movie. You yeah, because every really time is. every time we've watched a, a Giallo film so far together. You know, sometimes we'll get distracted with other movies, but pretty much the whole time we were like, "Did you see that? Like, maybe yeah. it's this dude. You know, like he just did this, or whatever." And, and we uh, see him get. I killed. think that's great. Yeah. And then you're like, "Fuck!" Like, all right, let me let, let me refer to my notes here <laughs> and figure out who else it, it could be. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't actually, taking notes, but you that's how actually I thought like about. be really analytical to find out yeah. who it was. I like it. Not enough movies. Not enough horror movies these days kind of make you think, and, and I think they're, it's kind of changing in some ways with a lot of these modern independent horror films but you know pretty much until that point we weren't really getting that anymore and that's why i really like giallo films because they just i I feel like this is a good description they just explore like the darker side of humanity you know yeah they really did they focused more on like the individual Mm -hmm. that was doing the stuff like yeah because like they're forcing you to break down like yo it can't be him because this 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 and then you gotta figure out what type of person they mm-hmm. they are really, and then by the time you do, you're like, no, I should have fucking figured it out. Yeah, I know. I, I felt that way pretty much with every single one. Probably my favorite example of that personally could very well be Tenebrae, because the plot twist was insane. Like I was analyzing it so much all the time, and I had, I never thought that I was gonna be that guy. I, I I didn't either. Like even until like the only like once he was revealed. I, at first, I didn't believe it, but then, like, yeah. it kind of made sense. Yeah, it just showed more and more, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, I was like, "He's the fucker from the beginning." Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. So that was that was probably my favorite one. I don't know if that, I would say that's my favorite Giallo. I'm really kind of torn between uh, Blood and Black Lace, which I don't I don't think you've seen yet, but that one is incredible. Uh, that or because uh, I, I see, I would say Suspiria, but I guess if we're technically not really considering it Giallo officially then i can't say that if i can i would say that's probably is. my favorite yeah i would also probably agree with that but so i would say that's my favorite one but if we're not really counting that i would probably say blood and black lace um that honestly that was the first giallo i watched blood and, and black it was, lace? yeah it was really good see? yeah <laughs> it was really good so yeah you have your blood and black lace the blade in the dark first is always the best bro that's true so i think that's pretty much gonna wrap it up uh, i think we've explained kind of what they are you know why they were popular why they fell out of fashion so um yeah man just uh you know i put up some polls and stuff let me know what your favorite giallo film is and why and what you feel like how you feel about 
giallo films kind of disappearing um there are some new ones that have come out but not nearly as much so uh yeah i just think it's a really interesting subject it's a really cool subgenre that i really enjoy and i definitely plan on exploring more of it because i haven't even touched a lot of like you know some of the most iconic ones like deep red and bay of blood and shit like that but yeah I mean, you know let us know what you think um we're definitely i think we're, we're definitely going to revisit the subject once we have even more experience because yeah, we I find a movie we both like really fall in love with <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i think we're both pretty much in love with suspiria but we definitely have to find a new one Blade in the Dark still is, like, it's my top one right now, that and Tenebrae, so yeah, it's, if I find something really else, then... For sure. We shall see. Mm-hmm. So, we're gonna end things off this episode, pretty pretty brief one probably, but uh, with the chopping block. <laughs> and this week's chopping block is about a movie called Final Exam. What, what year did that come out? 1981? Yes. Yeah. It's just basically a Michael Myers type guy out of college. I'm going to tell you right now, I think we're going to have a split opinion here. Yeah. I, and by the way, the movie is on uh, Amazon Prime now, and it's about basically a killer out of college. You know, there's not really much more to say than that, in my opinion. No rhyme, no reason. And it's reason. just some fucking weird random guy. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into all that. I say it's chopped. I didn't like it at all. I thought it was so fucking boring and not even, like, bad enough to be good. Not even bad enough to be bad enough to be good. You know? I think it was just terrible enough for me to be good. <laughs> okay. That's it's fair. Not, it's not good. That's fair. It's not good. I. It's a really bad movie. But yeah. I give it a not a chop because nostalgia. <laughs> I guess it did feel very it 80s, but it didn't feel like a slasher horror movie to me. It felt like uh, a, a teen college rom-com, <laughs> you know, like fucking Animal, until- Animal House, but even like more tame and re- mostly no. revolving teenagers. But there's like a, a dude stabbing people for like a total of a minute and a half in the entire and movie. And he can break through doors. And you know what was stupid? Okay, spoiler alert. I like how he died alert. though. You got to admit No, I'm going to get heated right now. Spoiler I did. But you know what I didn't like also about how he died in that same scene? Okay. Spoiler alert. So it's just this random fucking guy that's killing people. (laughs) And so for the entire movie, he's catching people. He's catching these kids off guard. But once that main chick, like, traps him in that kitchen, she hits him in the fucking back with, like, a steel pan. And he just goes down like a bitch. Yeah, he does. He he does. He goes down like a little bitch. (laughs) And then at the end... He gets stuck in, like, uh, they go up in this clock tower, and he gets his foot stuck through the wood, and she just beats the shit out of him with this, like, fucking two-by-four block. That was great. That was my favorite. She beats the absolute shit out of him, and then, and then, he has the audacity to fall from the top of that fucking clock tower down onto, like, the concrete, and, like, still be alive. Oh, and before that, when he was still up there, this dude came... But when he caught the bow... He caught the... (laughs) Listen. He caught the fucking arrow mid-flight in like one hand it was fast as fuck and too. it wasn't it's, it's crazy because like that wasn't cgi that's also crazy yeah. so like this how? motherfucker caught an arrow <laughs> they definitely cut it though but no oh, listen man. how can you have lightning fast reflexes and be able to survive a story from like i don't know 25 feet high or whatever or maybe even higher but like you get your ass beat by a metal pan and a fucking two by four block of wood. It was what like, doesn't make any sense. It was like Frankenstein, Michael Myers, and like 
an oh eight year old girl did a fusion. Like that's how terrible that guy did was. Did you did you notice that his, you could edit that out. Did you notice that his like um defining feature is like that <laughs> stupid ass necklace that he's got on his on his fucking neck? Like what is that? That's your that's your defining like like what the fuck? And then he had that little like rat mustache, like it was like three hairs on his mustache and shit. Like Yeah, bro. That's was, your killer? It was great, he looked like a janitor, just lost his I fucking st- mind. <laughs> I'm gonna be like Black Panther. Is this your slasher killer? He, like, he had that what? bowl cut of the kid that never goes outside. Yeah. Like he, oh my god, bro, it was so funny. And they never explained who he was or what happened to him, which I guess I kind of liked. But he was so stupid that I kind of wish I did know because I'd be like, yo, I want to find this kid's mother and just slap her in the face for giving birth to this kid. <laughs> I, you know, it was it was great, bro. Like it was so bad. <laughs> it was so terrible. Like it dragged on, but that 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 fake terrorism scene was yeah. fucking. Oh my that was ridiculous. God. Yeah, just a college prank, bro. Right. It's a prank, bro. <laughs> like they, that was the first their, one. Their classmates really thought that they saw their classmates get fucking murdered by like six dudes with AK 47s and ski masks. Like what the f- what kind of fucked up do you have to be as as a like ad like human teenage boy? To think of some shit like think that. About it. He's gonna be a doctor or some shit one day. Yo, he's gonna be a rapist doctor one day with all that shit. Would you like more laughing gas? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> anyway, so I didn't like it. Sounds like you did though. You look, no, you saw, you I'm saw. just I'm just angry. That's <laughs> but, all it is. But it it inspired this anger, bro. Such a good I, film. I guess. I mean, if that's sure, sure. But it's still chopped. It's, it, not, it's not chopped for me just because of like how. <laughs> stereotypically slasher it is I don't know it came out during like the slasher prime 81 yeah so like it was just like you knew it was gonna be horrible shit garbage because everyone's (laughs) trying to replicate Michael Myers and they literally tried to replicate Michael Myers except they failed even more than I thought could be possible you know (laughs) like I I think there was a limit to how badly you could fuck up a Michael Myers ripoff but they even surpassed that yeah, Offerings was worse, though, with the Michael Myers ripoff. Yeah. But, mm, well, I'm sorry, I don't know. But all these Michael Myers ripoffs, like, the, like I don't know. I just like the setting and the time, like, yeah. the era that yeah, it was. That's, that's all I like. I yeah, it's, de- it's definitely nostalgic. I won't, I'll give you that for sure. But so in bad. terms of the actual film, oh, my God. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, not, I'm just going to stop talking about yeah, it because I'm going to start throwing up. Just a shit, I feel it. a shit storm of kills, bro. Yeah, and that, really. don't, that don't even happen f- until 47 minutes into the film. It feels like later than that, bro. It feels like the last 10 minutes. I didn't, when that guy tries to steal the pill. Yeah, it doesn't, it, yeah it doesn't feel like anything happens. Or when he, when he, Remember when he teleported? Like, the kid yeah. ran an entire... Was it a girl? She ran an entirely different direction. And she went up some stairs. As soon as she turned the corner, he was there. Yeah. I don't know. Like, how? Anyway, I guess with the mixed opinion, we always recommend that you go check it out so you can, like, determine if, you know, you're going to regret it or not. Like, Just if I was it. right. Watch it so you know what Michael Myers did. Like I guess, yeah. <laughs> watch sure. it so you know, like, what, what type of movies tried to rip it off and just get last-minute money <laughs> sure. grabs. At least they don't do this that much anymore, like, at all, yeah. really. They don't rip off movies. Yeah, not really. I mean, I got, you could probably find some that are exceptions, but, yeah. Um... But that that's what I that's what I think about. Watch Final it and Zoom. go see. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is, this is just like the open house thing we did. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I hated that fucking movie. Such a good movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
I'm thinking about not bringing you on the show. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, sometimes you have different opinions. That's okay. That's why we're here to tell you what ours are because ours are the most important, obviously, and you should care about them. You should trust Barnabas because he has glasses. <laughs> That's true. You have a, a nose. I have contact lenses. Yeah, you Choose not to wear glasses because I'm not a nerd like you. You're a nerd. So. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I think that's going to pretty much do it for uh, this week's episode. We've talked a lot about Jalo movies. Um, we talked a lot about 80s stuff. So, you know, if you're into that, let us know what you think. If you've never seen a Jalo before, I highly recommend you do that. I would actually, I've seen a lot of recommendations saying that you should start with Bird with the Crystal Plumage. So go watch that. Uh, some of the others are a little harder to get into, but let us know what you think. And if you have a favorite, let us know what that is and why. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so as always you can follow us um, on our social media and uh, what do we got now Sam we have a twitter yeah chirp chirp motherfuckers so if you guys want to send them tweets uh, away yeah. we'll reblog your cat we'll be like look at this cat <laughs> except I'll add like a zombie make uh, you know yeah, effect ex- to it exactly. or whatever <laughs> that would like be cool original sure. <laughs> yeah we've actually been getting a lot of success from twitter lately I don't know if I told you this but yeah we've had a lot of people following us back um we we even got sh- sent like a short film nice or like some contents of a short film or i something. read that on instagram too yeah um so yeah that's cool i'm really excited about that so thank you to everyone who's been following us and checking out the podcast um we will be back next week as always on grave discussions have a terrible night <laughs> that's mean i am mean <laughs> This has been an SRD production.